Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. Thank you guys so much for joining this episode. I just wanted to preface this with a little bit of a warning saying we are not here to invalidate anybody's experiences or feelings. I just wanted to kind of get on here and share a little bit about our experiences. Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, if you guys have any questions or anything like that, feel free to reach out to us. But this is just a recap of our opinions and what we experienced and what we saw. Uh, Just kind of give you guys a rundown of how Polycon works and things like that. So hope you guys enjoy. Hello, hello. Welcome everyone to this special bonus episode where we will be recapping experiences from Polycon 2022. So we do want to start out this episode by by saying that we're not trying to invalidate anyone's experience. We're here just to give a recap of a couple people's experiences as ticket holders, as volunteers, the whole process, the con in general, positives, negatives, et cetera, so that everyone can make an informed decision on uh, how they want to spend their hard-earned money before they buy tickets, flights, hotels, et cetera. So we want to start off for anyone that may be new. My name's Kirsten, co-host of the Bookish Banter podcast. And Tatiana, if you want to, if you want to introduce yourself, this is the other host of the Bookish Banter Hello, I'm Tatiana. So I went to Polycon. I was a volunteer and I also had the Apollyon ticket. So I'm going to just talk a little bit about my experience with the volunteer process and then as a ticket holder as well, and just kind of like vice versa, what we were able to get into. So that's me. Also, I just tell you a little bit about my day job. So that way, you know, like what experience we have in real life as regular people and consumers and also as professionals. I'm an event planner in real life. So this was a bit of a struggle for me. I will not lie. <laughs> so Whoever wants to go next can introduce themselves. Hello, um, I'm Molly and very similar to Tatiana, I was also a volunteer and an Apollyon ticket holder. So that will be the POV of my experience for this podcast. A little bit about myself, my day job. I am a marketing project manager and I have project managed everything from advertisements to events. So similar to Tatiana. Um, this was very difficult and that's it. I'm Jessica. I'm the host of a bookshelf binge and I was a Polygon ticket holder as well. And I was only an attendee. So I just come from, I had very little behind the scenes look for this, but my day job has nothing to do with anything. So I was just a consumer. I just work for government. It's fine. <laughs> Which is just as important. <laughs> My name is Shay, and I was a Titan pass holder at a Polycon. I also worked for 15 years in the apparel, fashion, and consumer goods industry. And now I am a consultant in that industry where I work with brands. And part of my job also in merchandising, marketing, sales is also to manage and conjure up, if you will, in-store and in-person activations and events. So a little bit of of professional um, feedback there as well. So yeah, that is everyone. Uh, welcome. All right. So we're going to start with uh, the ticket buying process. So before the event even started, um, let's talk a little bit about, you talked about the tickets that you ended up buying. Talk about that. And even the resale options too, because there was a bit of a resale situation going on as well. That was the most stressful five minutes of my entire life buying those tickets. Because- and- 
down. Yeah. Cause I'm sure with Jessica, like I went in wanting the Titan ticket and it sold out in like 30 seconds. And they just, I was only able to get a poly on and I said, okay, well, at least it's better than deity. So I only got deity when I was originally going through it. So I originally had deity because I was like, I'm local. I guess this is all I can all get. But like an hour after resale, I was able to get through the Facebook thread. And it was before there was like an official thread and like you have to like transfer stuff. It was just someone posted, I have this. I immediately commented. I was like, I need both. <laughs> so mine was just like completely resale, like 20 minutes after tickets went on sale. I actually got mine. I had posted because I didn't get them and I had posted on my TikTok and someone had gotten back to me and I was like, if anyone has one, because I was combing the Facebook comments, but it was very stressful. And I felt like I kept losing my comment and I couldn't like keep track of it. So I just posted something and someone reached out to me and I have to say the ticket transfer process was great. I love when events do that where like, you're not able to scalp it. So it was a one for one, like it was face value and that she contacted the a polycon organizers and then i got an email with the qr code ticket it was really seamless so that was i thought they did a really good job with the transfer of tickets i love when events do that so that you don't pay over face value so i thought that was really good actually it was fascinating because seeing like for you it was a seamless transfer process but when i bought my resale tickets we didn't know that we had to change the names on stuff like they just sent me the qr code and like we weren't we didn't have like a system yet. So it was really frantic. And I just had to like trust that these people were going to give it to me at face value. And luckily I found people that did, but it was before they made that rule. It was before we knew we had to change names. It was before we knew you could only change names once. So they just went in and changed it to Jessica and Danielle. And then when Danielle sold hers to Tatiana, we had to then email a polyon or a polycon and have them do it it was just for me as someone who did it really really yeah. really, really it was a oh i didn't know that because i did mine late it was like a couple of months before so maybe that was instituted later which is a good i mean they should do that all the yeah. time it was great like it was really good yeah they later like, posted it in the facebook group right <laughs> the facebook group so i had done mine originally like i didn't even try to buy tickets because i was like i don't know if i'm gonna go or not and I, and Jess had told me like it was going on sale and I was like, I'll just like wait for resale. So I had posted in the group pretty early on, but because I was so early on, I think I got like cut out because there was like 1500 comments by the end asking for tickets. So I decided to kind of go through the volunteer process and got selected as a volunteer. Didn't plan on attending with a ticket originally because I was anticipating like having, and we'll kind of go through the volunteer process in a minute, but I anticipated based on like the schedule I gave that I would be working most of the event. And so I was like, I'm not going to try and get a ticket. Well, then we got our schedules and I was pretty open. There was a little bit of like miscommunication as far as like what the volunteers were allowed to go to. So then I ended up getting Danielle's ticket and that process was pretty seamless. We did actually do it like after the deadline, like an hour after the deadline and they were able to get it done and, and everything like that. And so that was fine, but yeah, it was a bit it was just really, I think it was hard unless you knew someone or like you said, Shay went out and asked for it because I know a lot of people did that. Like they asked on their platform or they asked in their discord or whatever it was and was able to get the ticket. But I think if you just went through the group, like it was almost impossible. Yeah. It was hard to find the comments and come back to them. So it was a little, it was difficult, but yeah. yeah. And there were a total, it was 1200 tickets that were available. Is that what was the, the total it was ticket? 600 Titan, 300 Apollyon and 300 Deity, if I'm correct. Okay. 
right? And that's not including like, to clear, I think we should clarify, because also Titan included access to all of that, all events except the brunch and the Q&A, which you had to pay for separately. They included access to the panels and a separate signing on Friday. Apollyon also allowed you to register on Thursday with Titan, but if you wanted to go to the panels, you had to purchase a separate panel ticket and then they had their signing on Saturday. And then Deity was just the Saturday signing, right? Yeah. And Apollyon tickets got to go to all of the parties. Yeah. They also got to go to the parties with Titan. So that was the Thursday night, but that had a cap at 300, like no one made it. And then the sparkler event Friday and then the finale party on Saturday. So that was Apollyon and Titan. Yeah. So aside, so Tot, you and Molly, you both volunteered. So what was that process like? Talk about a little bit about why you decided to volunteer and what the process was of finding information when you were volunteering and what kind of was included in being able to volunteer, right? Like what, what was that like for you guys? So (laughs) I wanted to volunteer because I didn't get a Titan ticket. And so I was trying, honestly, I was trying to volunteer for like the brunch or certain events that I knew I wasn't going to be able to come to get into. And I've volunteered for events in the past and I really enjoy it. It's a long day. It's stressful, but there's usually a camaraderie ship with all of the volunteers that you're working with. And it's super fun. So there was a call on, I think both Facebook, but I found it on Instagram for volunteers and I signed up and you filled out a form and then they waited and then they emailed you back. And then you had to fill out a form again. And then you put in your availability of what you're willing to work. And with that, I knew that I wanted to register on Thursday. So I didn't want to work on Thursdays. And I had the events and such that I was open to go to because I was a Polyon ticket holder and trying to think what else. The information initially came out via email and apparently there was a Facebook group for the crew that I was not a part of. And frankly, I probably did not want to be in yet a third a polycon group. I missed a lot of information, even though a final email came out with our schedules. And in that email, it was, I will follow up with more information later. And that information never made it to me via email. It only made it to people via the Facebook group. And that's where I found out later when registration was for, for volunteers. I didn't know. I found out that I needed to register and go get the stuff, the t-shirt that I paid for, because if you wanted a volunteer t-shirt, you would pay for it. And to just to register, to let them know that I'm here. I found that out waiting in line for the Thursday night event. And I happened to be sitting next to another volunteer who mentioned that this was her third line of the day waiting. And I was like, I'm only counting two. So what are you talking about? And that's when I found out that the volunteers had an ability, had the availability to get certain author signatures at that moment. And I missed out on that because it was put in a Facebook group that I was not a part of. The day of volunteering, I actually had a really good experience. People who I volunteered with were really great. The Apollycon coordinators were for the most part on top of their stuff with when it came to the volunteers in the room that I was in. So I don't have a negative experience in that part. I was also at Tessa Bailey's table. So I was thriving. You can only be on um, for so long. Thriving. <laughs> you were living your best life, and you and Tessa are best friends now. I believe we are best friends. She's probably like, "Who is this girl?" 
I personally didn't have a hard time, a, a problem with that situation. I also did not know that I could bring my books and potentially get signatures before my shift, which was another miscommunication that I did not receive because it was in the Facebook group. So I had kind of a different experience. I was in the Facebook group. So I think I got more info than Molly did, but essentially I think you could sign up in February. We heard in March, um, we got invited in April to be staff. We got the initial schedule 27th of April. There was quite a few changes. They were sent back out mid June. And then the final schedule was sent out two weeks before. So about the 15th of July. So I gave open availability because I didn't have a ticket. And so I was like, I am available any of these days. Like I'm flying in Wednesday night. So like I'm available all day Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I don't leave till Sunday afternoon. My preference was the pajama party because that sounded the most fun to me. And obviously the brunch, but I think a lot of people applied for that one. So I wasn't anticipating getting that. And then I ended up actually with only one shift total. And it was a four hour shift on Thursday at, at registration. And mine was like a prep and flex. So I didn't necessarily have a job. I was just sort of filling in. And for me, like as a volunteer, that was really disheartening. Cause like, I haven't volunteered at like a book convention. I was like, oh, this is once in a lifetime. Like I really wanted to see a bunch of friends, but I didn't have a ticket and I really wanted to go. And then we were told initially again in the Facebook group that you were able to go to any event on the day you volunteered. If you volunteered for more than an hour at that event. So I was like, cool, I'm volunteering Thursday. Uh, I have a four hour shift at registration so I can go to registration. So I was like, I'm not, I, I thought about canceling and, um, I had kind of had this conversation with Jess and she was like, give it the weekend. I bet a lot of people are going to do this because a lot of people did end up with just one shift. And so I waited through the weekend. I didn't end up on another shift, but I was able to talk to one of our friends and she was like, I don't think I'm going to go. You can have my polyon ticket. So I didn't volunteer for additional shifts throughout the essential, essentially the end of May to mid July timeline. There was a bunch of shifts added. So there were opportunities to like take on more things as a volunteer. If you did want that, I didn't do that because it seemed a, a little disorganized to me. And honestly, I was a little bit offended that like I had given you open availability. I didn't have a ticket. And then I was only selected for like one shift and you guys didn't reach out to the people who only had one shift and say, Hey, are you willing to take on more? You asked for more volunteers. And so I think the scheduling as far as volunteers went was very difficult for them to put together because they were working around people having tickets and trying to get that like all situated. Personally, in my experience, I think it would have been better had they just said, we're going to have 50 volunteers that are working this entire event. You're working every single day for four hours in the morning and then another 50 working four hours in the afternoon or however you want to do that. But like, you cannot attend the event. The volunteer thing sort of shifted some at some point. Uh, they said that as long as you worked a four hour shift at all, you were allowed to attend all of a polycon. So that sort of changed. Um, I think they were anticipating like, I don't think they anticipated having all the volunteers going to all the events. So I think that also caused a little bit of an issue because there was like 175 volunteers in addition to the 200, like 1200 people that were there. If everyone went, I don't know if all the volunteers went or what have you. Wait, hold on. They changed that. Like that was like at the con where they were like, okay, well, if you're a volunteer, then you can go to all the events that was prior to the con. It was prior. So it was probably oh, in the Facebook group. It was in the Facebook group right about a month before because everybody was like, I'm only working one shift. I'm working on a Thursday, but like you told me I could get my book signed. So how does that work? Right, yeah. And so they, then they changed it and they said, if you're, cause there's a lot of people only working like two hour shifts and things like that, like here and there. And yeah. I think those were locals. And so they ended up changing it and saying, if you're working any shift for at least four hours, you can go to any event at all of all of the time, as long as there's space. So like if panels build up, volunteers would be the first ones to like get kicked out and let like pay ticket holders, same with the signings. If those got too full, like you had to get out. So that sort of shifted. And then again, this was all communicated in the Facebook group. And the week before we were told 
I think it was the Monday before Polycon started, we were told about the um, specific authors that volunteers were allowed to get like pre-signed and that you were allowed to have like your books given to someone else to get them signed if you're working like during the signing shifts or what have you. So there's a lot of like miscommunication on like what was actually going to get done. I was really nervous and that's why I didn't volunteer for other shifts because I was like, I'm not going to be able to get anything done just based on the way that I'm going to be so busy if I volunteer for more stuff. So I did do registration. Registration was a bit of a mess on Thursday and they did registration on a landing. And so there was a fire hazard at some point with the amount of people that were there. So when I went to go check into my volunteership, they told me I could not because there were too many people in the area and I had to wait. So I ended up having to wait about 10, 20 minutes before I was able to like slither down there, finally able to check in while they were in the middle of sort of doing some rearranging. And then I ended up just standing in a hallway for about two and a half hours chatting with an author, which was a lovely time. I will not lie. My volunteer, <laughs> my volunteership was wonderful, but leading up to it was pretty chaotic. I think I watched you get held up at the escalator and yes. you weren't allowed to go down because I was actually sitting yeah. in the lobby with Shay's <laughs> luggage. Yeah, and I was like, I like her shirt, <laughs> but I'm in a bad mood, so I'm not going to tell her this right now. <laughs> Yeah. So they, they told me I couldn't go down there. So I had to wait a little bit and then I had to talk to another volunteer and then they were like, Oh, what time is your shift? And I was like in 10 minutes and they were like, Oh yeah, I guess you could go down. They ended up moving us to a different location. And we did like, I worked with the, the tickets for the ticketed authors. And I just sort of told people you can't come down this hallway and just got to chat with a lovely author for like two hours. I was going to say, we, we've had some mentions of this Facebook group. This you mean my Facebook villain group. origin story? Because yes. that's <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, well, I guess Facebook group, three Facebook groups. I'm sorry. There's a main, a polycon, then there's the polycon attendees. And then apparently there was the a polycon crew. Is that what it was? Correct. Correct. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't know I wasn't in that one. <laughs> 2022. That was the other thing too, is you had to pay for your volunteer shirt, which I just found infuriating because I mean, we're like providing you guys, there was no, nothing included in volunteering. Your flights are not paid for. You do not get it. You get access, but you are not getting like a paid ticket. There was no guarantee you were getting any swag. There was no like per diem or food or any of that included in volunteering. So volunteering, just, just to clarify, because sometimes when you do conventions, they will give you like food and things like that, but there was nothing. You had to pay your own way. You had to get there on your own. Nothing was included in volunteering. Just say you usually in the events that I have volunteered, you usually get like a ticket for whatever food is available. Let's go into this villain origin story here. <laughs> Molly, take it away. <laughs> I mean, so I will also preface this with, I do have a background in working in social media marketing. Facebook is kind of the worst place to put information. Prior to, I think, 2009, it would have been a great place because everything was chronological. But once the algorithm was created, it's the worst place to put pertinent information unless you are notifying everybody via email saying, hey, there are some documents stored in the group. Go check it out. No one's going. Everything gets buried. I'm still getting updates from the group from like four days ago. It's not the best. And that was kind of the only line of communication. I did have an alert on the Instagram page because I felt I had a, you can set up an alert specifically for that. And I felt like it was a little more organized, but they didn't update it as often as they did the Facebook group. And it just, an app would be great. I just, there are other options yeah. that could be done yeah. like yeah. a well, Google doc, like Facebook. A PDF, well, like, like update yeah. the website like the there website. are other options 
or well, make a page of the website. Like you need a code to get in yeah. and you are given that code when you buy a ticket. And that's where all the updates are. It's not necessarily a paywall, but it's a password wall so that not everyone's going to get in and see the information, but that's where the updates can be. And it's in one spot because not everyone is on Facebook. Yeah. Um, well, I'm on funny. Facebook because my mom needs to know I'm alive. Like that's the only reason why I'm on Facebook. I'm um, not. I redownloaded Facebook in order same. to get the ticket. I knew that this, there was a chance. So like I downloaded Facebook because I knew there was a chance I would need to, a resale ticket. I don't go on Facebook. I'm very rarely on it. I missed every single pre-order that I would have signed yeah. up for because it only got posted to the Facebook group. And, or like if you're a part of the author's Facebook groups, and again, I'm not on Facebook, so I missed a lot of that. So difficult to be like proactive, I guess. And I think that other big issue too, was like, anybody could have joined this group, whether or not mm-hmm. you were going to a polycon. And there was a ton exactly. of people in there, especially the week and the day of saying like, I'm so sad. I can't come. I sold my ticket or like enjoy your time or whatever. And these are being like approved as posts. And it's like, I, I appreciate the enthusiasm for the event, but like as a moderator, you need to just delete though. Like you need to just not be approving them because they're just clogging up the feed, especially for someone who's saying like latest updates and things. And a lot of this stuff was getting like altered and changed from the moderation team. So it's like when they were posting updates, it was still being said it was posted on, you know, whatever date they posted it, say that was in March, they made an update. It was still telling you it was made in March, even if it was updated. So like, there was a lot of things I think that got kind of like lost in translation. I know when I went to transfer my ticket, I was just trying to find out the email address I needed to email to transfer. And I found it from like a polycon 2019 because there was like, nothing was updated. I like searched the group for information. And a lot of the information is old. You touched on the pre-orders there was no explanation about really what they were. All of a sudden the authors are just like, here's my pre-order. And as someone who had never been to a book convention, I didn't know what that entailed. I know it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but again, as someone who's never been to an event like this, this was not explained. And I didn't know what, cause at the time I was like, I don't really have in the budget to pre-order for these people, sorry. And then later I see posts being like, did so-and-so send out their invoices? And I'm like, wait, I could have pre-ordered and wait, like it just, there was no information, no communication about the steps of pretty much what it takes to attend an Apolycon. There, there were, yes, there was like guides to do, like, make sure you tab your books. Like that kind of stuff was definitely provided on the website, which was super helpful as I was like a week before going, what do I do? That was really helpful, but there was prior, there was no like, check out the website for information on what it means to have an author offer up pre-orders. Like it just, I agree. This was my first book con and what a way to kick it off. And I didn't understand the pre-order and I searched that Facebook group for so often and just gave up. Cause I'm also not on Facebook like excessively cause it's 2022, but like, you know, I, I kept checking the website because they're the website, right? So I was like, oh, a cent- central nucleus of information for this large event, but there was nothing ever updated on it. So like, I kept going to check it and I'm like, I don't understand. And then the only time that I really found info on it is when they sent out that email with all those links, like a week or two prior. And I was like, oh, thank God. And that was helpful. But I was looking for months and I was like, all right, well, I'll just, I guess I'll just figure it out because I had been searching the Facebook group. I couldn't figure out the pre-order thing and I just didn't do it. Cause I was like, I don't, whatever, yeah, it's, it's fine. 
I think there was also a big miscommunication as far as the ticketed authors go. If you got a pre-order, like if you didn't get it and then, you know, they had introduced the, the opportunity of supposed ticket authors, right? Where the, the authors that were the most popular were going to have some sort of wristband. And then there was this conversation that was had very, very briefly saying, if you have a pre-order, don't worry, you'll get your pre-order. And it's like, okay, but if I have a pre-order, like obviously it's already signed, right? It's supposed to, or it's supposed to be signed beforehand but it didn't guarantee you a spot in that ticketed author's line. So I think there was a big disconnect there as well. And people were nervous to pre-order because they were like, what if I can't get into that ticketed author's line? Am I going to get my pre-order? And I, like, I ran into that issue because I was like, I'm a volunteer. And like, what if I don't end up in that signing or what have you? So I think that was another thing that like strayed people away was like a lot of these major authors, they wanted to make sure they were going to get their books. So I think the pre-order process could have gone a lot smoother. One and two, I know I did a pre-order, but I did it through Tessa Bailey and she had it in her newsletter. And so it's like, maybe the staff could just recommend like telling the authors, Hey, if you have a newsletter or a Facebook, like do it in there. I don't, I don't know why it was done like through a Facebook group where you had to like check a post and then it was sent to you like via PayPal. I mean, my suggestion so, is, is that there should be email updates sent to everyone that's on that list. They have the emails, right? So here's your pre-order email and you have a link to every single author directly to that author's page or wherever it is to place that pre-order. That's it. You just click the link, you go. I mean, that, that to me is an easy fix. Or yeah. if you went to their page, to the website, they have that. the author lineup. And you could click on each author and go to their website. Cause that's what I did. There's so many authors I didn't know about. And so I was like, who's going to be there? And I went and I did research. If there was another option within that being like also pre-order a link underneath or something like, or like almost on the mini- page, like that could have just been like one um, section of the website. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And then post it in the Facebook group. If you're going to have one, just say, check out the website for author pre-orders, post it on Instagram, make a TikTok page, check out the website author page for pre-orders. There are ways to get around it. If you want to use a social platform to get your information out, have it centralized on your website and then utilize it to point people to your website. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And the other thing that we noticed while we were there as well about the website was that for the actual signings, they had sort of numbers on the tables for like which author, but on the Facebook page, they had one listed that had the numbers and the author that was going to be on there. So it's like, you had to have dug through the Facebook page to find out, or you were going between two different Google docs, trying to figure out like who's at, at, at you know, table 10, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that was really frustrating because the most up-to-date information was always going to be on the Facebook page but you were never guaranteed to be able to actually find it, if that makes sense. So you have to cross-reference. Exactly. So one of the documents, there was an amazing attendee. I, I don't know this person's name, but they put all of the authors. This was the map that I was freaking out that I couldn't find until like the end of the day. They made, they took the PDF and then they put the author's names on the tables, which is honestly something that a polycon should have done. Why couldn't they have done that? I don't what? know. But then they were making <laughs> updates because authors were canceling because of COVID and personal it reasons. Happens. And I get that. But like, it takes two seconds to update a PDF. I don't understand why that wasn't an option. Yeah. And, and some an attendee had to make it. My brain is melting. An attendee, an attendee did it. Like, don't you want to make your, don't you want to make your consumers have the most seamless experience or not? Maybe you don't, but like that's, that attendee was a godsend. Oh, so I love it. Distribution of information. So we're talking about the Facebook group and we've had mentions of Instagram as well. 
how did that translate to Instagram? Molly, you had mentioned maybe posts, making posts it on didn't. Instagram, TikTok. So, was there no translation across? It, didn't. Or was it, just like it was, they none? didn't update. <laughs> so they didn't update. They would do, they did a post for first talking about the ticketed authors. That's like, hey, by the way, here are the ticketed authors. Cause that's, that's what I went to. I went to the Instagram page to find out which of the authors I wanted to see which were ticketed. So I could pull those books aside and like say a little prayer that I was going to get them signed and then make sure. And they were 90% of the authors I really wanted to see. And then the problem is the challenge I should say was that at the same time, they were also pushing for 2023. So there was a mix of information on the Instagram page. It was Hey, here's this, but don't forget tickets go on sale next week. Like it was, I don't know what information I was looking at. I tend to gather my information. If you're going to use a social platform, I would prefer it be on Instagram. If you're going to do something, because pictures are, are still, and you can refer to it in chronological order. And it's a lot easier to, to attain, but I will say they also pointed to the website, which was not updated. I will say also, Molly, you probably, I'm sure you probably agree with this as like someone in marketing, but they didn't pay for any SEO because I would Google a Polycon 22 to find stuff. I was like, oh, I'll buy nothing. I got a Polycon 19. I got like nothing. Everything was old. Nothing was coming up. And even that I couldn't find information on. So, I mean, that's, yeah, there was, there wasn't even like paid ads that would like, I've, I understand if you're going to have an event that the next year's tickets are going on sale two weeks after your previous event or a week after, I'm sorry, do paid advertising for 2023. Leave it off of your grid until yes. 2022 is done. Yep, that's exactly right. I, I just, or honestly, just what, wait. Like, I had so many people message me and say, Hey, can you get this author signature for me? Or, like, can't I'm so jealous you get to see these vendors? And I'm like, Dude, that's not until next year. And they were exactly. like, Oh, I didn't even realize it. So, it's like you're just confusing people who are thinking, like, all these people are going and that's going to be there. And it's not. I or thought Katie Robert was going to be there. I was right. convinced Katie Robert was going to yeah. be there. And it wasn't until we were creating a game plan where I was like, oh, I guess I got to remove this book because yeah. she's not actually there. I'm got, getting her confused with next year. So but, if you want to do a teaser for the next year, put it in your stores, make it a highlight so that people can go, oh, 2023, let me look. And that's where the information can live until you're, until 2022 is done. And then you can start putting it on your grid. I agree with you, Molly. You put everything on your feed. And so you look at the grid and you go, oh, okay. Att- or you go attend the information. I'm clicking on it. And then you can also do a highlight with all of those that you just duplicate in your story. I mean, I, yeah, we, you do this, I'm sure. And I do this for clients too. I mean, it's like, well, and the other thing can be such a great tool yeah. if utilized so, correctly. If totally. you're going to use a, a, in my personal opinion, if you're going to use something that is not TikTok, utilize Instagram. I feel like it's becoming the the new Facebook. Well, like you don't have to have an account to use Instagram. Like, and I can look at it on a browser. You know okay. what I mean? Like if you want to make exactly. it accessible. And I think the other issue that I ran into as well is they would announce things in the comments from people commenting. They would respond to those on Instagram. Yes. 
like that's yes. official notice and it's, it's like, the comments like gosh. that is not an announcement and no one knows that that's happening so what am i going to do scroll through 300 comments on each of your posts to figure out what i'm doing during the event that does not make any sense like comments on every post was i know i know and they're not even relevant like it was one no. person had asked a good question someone had responded say a moderator or what have you and then all the rest of them were just can't wait to see you so excited blah 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 which is great and and i like appreciate that they have so much engagement but you cannot be putting information that's vital in a in a comment and then not say posting it on your stories and adding it to a highlight or putting that information in the facebook group because i felt like when we were there I, I, I felt like I was training for the Olympics. It was like, okay, what's going on next? Great. Do we look in the Facebook group? Do we look on the website? Are we looking on Instagram? What's faster? Who's going to get there first? And that's like, just as like a consumer and trying to attend, it, it was just mind boggling that that is how they felt was like in a necessary way. And then their website was just regurgitation of their face of their Instagram posts. But like yeah. you said, Molly, like you had a cross reference because the ticketed authors were easier to find on Instagram. And then right. you had to pull up the Google doc to figure out what room they were in. And then you had to go to the Facebook page to find the room diagram. It required me to go four different places. Jess and I at 2 a.m. Like, okay, wait, let's write down the ticket we have. After Who's two bottles author? of wine. Yeah, like it was <laughs> awful. It was awful. And then on, I mean, on top of that, you're toggling between three different platforms in an area where the internet connection is not sustainable for that many people on their phones looking up the same information because we are all going, what's next? What do we do? So also I wanted to touch base on the Instagram real quick. It's easier to set up an alert to have a polycon has posted with Instagram than it is with Facebook. You can't, it's easier to tailor your alerts in Instagram than it is on Facebook. Because Facebook, so. it's like comments that mention you or no notifications at all, or all of them. Like that's all you got. That's right. That's right. You just click that little bell and you'll get whatever as push notifications. That's great. I mean, I do that with like releases all the time. I never miss one, you know? Exactly. And I think also to your point, Molly, like, yeah, it was obviously hard and you're in the bottom of a hotel and like, that's to be expected. Like it's probably, you know, your internet's not going to be great. Right. So maybe, maybe another thing that could happen if anyone out there is listening for free advice that you could give like an attendee booklet and in it, you have a map and in it, you have where everyone is located and you have, you know what I mean? I know it's crazy. It should have been in like, a swag bag. Never heard of those. What's a never heard of her. Like just give people a fucking map. Or, so like, or, or if you don't want to print it out, even though internet's whatever, do a QR code with like download, everything central, wow. downloadable so that people could, I'm an elder millennial, surprise, I actually have a printer in my home. I would have printed it out. Honestly though, like I it know. cannot be that much of a, an expense. And I know it's like not sustainable. So this is coming from me like eco queen, but honestly, I would have just thrived on having like a piece of paper that told me what the events were, where they were going, and a map of like where everything was. Because when you entered, and we can go into this next sort of, we'll go through the timeline of like how this event went, but there was not a single sign anywhere in this hotel anyway. except for author registration typed in site, size 14 font upstairs on the third floor, pointed one direction in a back ballroom. Not a single sign. But also, I had to, I had to ask the hotel, like the, the hotel workers, where is registration for a polycon? Where is this room? Because it was on their map, but I of the room listing, not necessarily a physical map. 
And so there was just, it, there was nothing. And so we were just, you know, hoping we would land on the right floor. Like it just. There's always signs, this meeting here, this panel here, these authors are in this room. And it's very simple. And it, even if yeah. they did pamphlets too, you can recycle that stuff. Like Absolutely. If it's they printed out, I'm sorry, this is my villain origin story. We have QR codes from Eventbrite. Fucking awesome. Eventbrite is so great. It is an event planner's dream. Molly, I'm sure you can attest to this. They provide you with all the shit you need to do this, right? We got QR codes. I'm like, oh, it's great. They'll scan it. No scanning. Not one person, not one time did you take QR codes out. Also, I was told by three volunteers while I waited in the three-hour line, Molly can attest, she waited with my bags for me, like a wonderful friend in the lobby, that they... They, well, I know they opened 40 minutes late, 45 minutes late, because Joe was in, my friend was in line, was like texting me, and I was late, and I was terrified. Fifth in line. Yeah, and she was like, it's 45 minutes late, they're 45 minutes late, and I was told by a volunteer, it was because, I mean, I don't, this isn't like verified, but this is what they told me, like, oh, they had to print out all the registration sheets. So the trees weren't the problem, right? <laughs> so, and to which I say, if you have QR codes, why are we not scanning them? I mean, you can have people doing that while they're in line. And then yeah, why, why are we not utilizing Eventbrite platform? Oh, they're the best. Not utilizing them. We had to like show ID and then it was checked off on a piece of paper. So let's kind of go into the hotel. Show my ticket at all. Let's kind of go into like the hotel setup and what that looked yeah. like going into registration. Yeah. So Absolutely. this could be the villain We're origin story. I think this segue. is Tatiana's villain origin story. The air conditioning, from, I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I swear to God. So let's, let's go into the hotel and kind of how that worked or did it work? Well, you want to touch on because a lot. I mean, so let's I talk about say... Crystal City as a vibrant city really quickly. <gasps> oh my God. Just oh my God. Shit. Everything is someone posted in the Facebook group that Crystal City is a vibrant city and me and Molly live Lies. and we are Lies. like, you do realize that it's full of hotels, right? Like it's just hotels. I mean, here's the thing. Like I did, I have their state because like JLA put a, actually it was a, it was in a comment in the Facebook group that she released the statement. Um, okay. So, and they did repost it. They screenshot reposted it on Instagram, but they did talk about the hotel specifically having lots of issues. So I do want to like call that out because I get it. I'm sure, listen, that service, I think we can all attest was atrocious at that hotel. It was I'm really, having yeah. So like according to JLA, like they did push them to resolve the obvious AC issue in Independence Hall, even after being told it was because of the skylights. We asked for I don't know about, we asked for water stations in addition to the ones we paid for. I did not see any water stations at registration. I didn't see any water stations. And, and in fact, I know this because I walked around to look for them because the woman behind me was had heat exhaustion and was also needed accommodation and had a walker. And I went up to the lobby to get the ones they had for the hotel and she held my spot and I came down because I walked all around that hall and I did not see any, I didn't see any water. Yeah, so that's, so I don't know about that. But they did say the AC issue was with the hotel. Uh, okay. I mean, if it was my event, I'd have someone in a truck getting a hundred cases of bottled water at the Walgreens a block away. That's what I would have done. Handing out bottles. Box so they did that on Saturday. Three days later. Three so days who? later because the signing on Friday was such a shit show. Shit show. Working, working the author who I worked, she asked multiple times for water. And I was only, I asked the, the workers of a polycon for water um, another volunteer did as well. I think they were at a loss of where to go. And so I found like the gluk, gluk, gluk water station in that room, but it was warm. 
because the AC, the AC was an issue in independence where I was standing was in the middle and I wasn't moving and like sweat was just dripping. I'm sweating thinking about it right now. It was hot. It was so gross. Like I have never, I mean, I came back and Chrissy was like, did you go to the pool? That was like the first thing Chrissy said to me. No, I was came cute up to me. All came up to me and you were like, hey, I was like, don't touch me. I was like, oh my God, you are like wet. Like, it's like not in the good been, way. I've like, never been more damp in my life consecutively damp. in a row. Like in- I was like, damp day all weekend, day over day. So they said that there was- Not in a so, good way either. No, what? and like we waited. So for us, um, Jess and I got there around two o'clock and registration started at three. They told us that we could line up an hour beforehand. And initially I had said the door was half open because it had like a, a spinny door and it was kind of stuck. And I was like, oh my God, that sh- door better shut quick because I'm allergic to humidity. And <laughs> it didn't, it didn't. And we went upstairs and I was like, oh, it's kind of toasty in here. But I think it's just from the 22 minute walk from the Metro station. So it might just be me as I wipe the sweat from my brow. It was 12 minutes. It was a 12 right. minute walk from Metro. <laughs> Tatiana's like, it was uphill both ways. Tatiana yeah, talks in hyperbole. Like we all know this. It was at least 45 <laughs> like minutes. No, a thousand miles and Jessica made me walk. I'm like sweating now. So we went upstairs and one of the rooms is the air conditioned where the volunteer registration was. So I was okay. Then we ended up standing in line waiting for this author to get the volunteer signing. And I'm like, oh, I'm a little, I'm a little sweaty still. And it was about an hour of us waiting in, in this line for the volunteer signing. And we were on the third floor. And so, you know, I don't know if anybody knows this or physics, but like heat rises. Uh, and we were just in this open area sweltering. And then we walked downstairs and registration, I was like, oh, it'll be no big deal. Like we'll do quick registration no problems. And then the seventh circle of hell opened and this entire landing was just astronomically full. And Jess and I had bought technically our tickets together, but they split it up by last name. So I wasn't standing anywhere near her. Don't get me started. Oh yeah, I'm going. So I walked down these here escalators. It is packed, my friends. There's no like separation of lines. They're like A through L, L by this way. And you're like, but where is this way? Then I'm like, okay, well, where's M through Z? And they're like, also that way. So then you're like climbing on top of tables and chairs, like elbowing small children. And it's 3.22 and we still have not open registration. Registration was supposed to start at three. The lines could line up at two. It didn't open on time. It was like Disneyland. They were here to bamboozle the fire out of us. It was ziggity zagging all over the place. There was some tape on the floor and then it became a fire hazard. I jumped out of line because I had my volunteer schedule and I was like, there's no way I'm going to be here in time for my shift. This is taking too long. So my ass got to wait upstairs in the lobby and just stare at Jess from afar while she suffered apparently with both Molly and Shay. and. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the ticketed authors and the registration process. Wait, so let me tell you about, let me tell you about registration. So I had a friend in line. She was in line at two. She didn't start, they didn't start to move till like 345, 350, I believe it was. So it was late and registration was only supposed to be three to six. My train was super late and I was freaking out. Cause I was like, I'm not going to get through till 430. Holy fuck. Can I register? And she was like, well, you're going to be in line forever, no matter what line you get here. But I, I'm sure you'll be fine if you get in by six. And I was like, okay, because there was also an event that night and it capped at 300 people. And I wanted to try to go to it. Right. And it started at like seven or seven 30 or whatever. Right. Seven 30. And um, I, know, I got in line at like three. So I got in line at four 30 and it was so high again like uncomfortable whatever so I get in line I I think I got out of line it was almost set it was like almost seven because I ran upstairs and tried to get ready in like 10 minutes and meet Molly downstairs for this like 7 30 thing or whatever it was 
So as we were waiting in line, we're waiting in line. And again, the, the woman behind me who I'm now like best friends with, cause you know, you're in the trenches and she had a walker, like she had an accommodation and we get up to the front. We're almost at the front. We're like at the front. We're like the next one. We're the next ones to go. There was no one. In. So then a volunteer comes out and goes, Oh, if, does anyone have a poly on tickets? Does anyone 15 to 20 people <clears throat> went in front of us and went to a volunteer. And I was like, what? I don't understand this. We're in the right line. Like they split it by last name, whatever. So I, I grabbed this other girl, grabbed her, but asked her. And I was like, hey, this volunteer, I go, I'm sorry. Why are we, why are people like going in front of us? Oh, well, this person at the table that's registering people only does a poly on registration. And I said, but that person's not doing anything. Can we, can we just register and get out of here to, no, that person only does brunch registration. Oh, okay, so there's one person checking in Titan, which is the most amount of tickets that were coming to registration that day. I don't know if it was like that the whole time, but this was again, like not, I mean, this was within the time frame that registration was supposed to happen. So we got cut. It happened twice. It happened twice. At in totality, there were probably about 30 people that like went in front of us to register, had their bags and went on their merry way while we were still waiting. And my suggestion for that is a poly on tickets also have to buy panel tickets to get into the panel or brunch or whatever. And what should happen is that you know what everyone has. So like, you know, as the organizer, if this person has a poly on, oh, they also have brunch, they also have whatever. And those should be pre-sorted, pre-sorted so that you can hand them all of their tickets at once by name. Like that is not hard to do. And it should have been a Polyon ticket stand here, Titan ticket stand here, and then like that. And the other thing too, that I think my biggest issue was the frenzy they kind of created based on like the, the origin story of everyone's like villain era is the Facebook group saying that like, it made it sound like they were gonna essentially run out of ticketed authors. So they said- either right at three o'clock, you could line up at two, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's the issue because I got done with my volunteer shift at, I think it was about 7.15 or so, or registration was empty. I mean, there wasn't a soul in sight. So everybody showed up right on time, fearing that they weren't gonna get tickets. And then the rest of the weekend, it was like, there was a surplus of tickets. Like there wasn't enough, there wasn't enough people for all the ticketed authors that we had, oh, you know? When we, so Molly and I like both got there very early on. Yeah. And so I think I was like 30th in my line. Molly was like second in hers. I was the first to poly on ticket holder that the M through Z people dealt with. So, um, but so we I, like Tatiana had already given up at this point. And I was like, all right. And she's like, if you get your like ticketed authors, like see if you can get two, because she saw in one of the groups, I did not, that if you wanted to do the ticketed authors together, make sure you are together in line because you'll get consecutive numbers. Correct. And so we were like, oh, okay. So by the time I made it, and I went to go get my tickets. I was like, oh, like I texted Tatiana, like, get your ass down here. And like, she came running and I was like, like, I need tickets for both of these people or for like both of us. And they're like, oh, well, she has she registered yet? I was like, no, she's in that line. Like we have very different last names. And so like, but you said to do this together. So we're standing here together to get these tickets. And like, she was like, oh no, it's random. I'm sorry, what? These tickets were random. And I was like, but like you said to stand together 
And she goes, yeah, I don't know. I'm just told to pull them out of this bag. And like, I've been separating married couples. Yeah, I have the post up if you would like me to read it of the directions we were really giving about. Would you, would you, Molly, could you please read that for us? <clears throat> what are the ticketed author wristbands and why do we have them? It's a system for a Polycon staff to better control the traffic of expected high traffic authors. Not getting a wristband does not mean you will not be able to see the ticketed author. We will open up author lines when things get less hectic. Ticketed author wristbands will be available in registration areas in the independence level during registration hours coming soon. For all attendees, lines do not open until one hour prior to opening of the event. You must register before getting into the ticketed author wristband line. Wristbands will be given out randomly. There's an asterisk, but there's no note to go with said asterisk. Please let the staff know if you are group A or group B when picking up Saturday wristbands. Attendees will not be allowed to hold spots in line for other attendees. Another set of double asterisks. There are no notes. If you are within a group and want your wristband numbers to be close to one another, you need to, one, all be present. Two, let the staff know at the table that you are all together and want to stand in lines together. If we do not know, we cannot ad- accommodate you. Titan ticket holders. As a perk of your ticket, you will be able to pick up your wristbands for the Friday Titan signing starting on Thursday. If you find that you need more wristbands for the Saturday's general signing, you will pick those up on Saturday morning. A Polyon ticket holders. As a perk of your ticket, you will be allowed to pick up your wristbands for Saturday general signing starting Thursday. I want to go down real quick. It says also at one point... I know the ticketed author wristbands are often anxiety inducing, particularly for attendees who are joining us for their first Apolycon. The ticketed wristband system does have limited numbers of wristbands for each author. That is because this system is truly for Apolycon staff. It allows us to control the flow of the no high traffic authors, meaning we do not end up with a line of 200 attendees causing walkaways and author tables to be blocked, as well as keeping us out of violation regarding hotel safety safety requirements. It also gives you the chance to stroll more freely about the signing room without spending all your time in one line. I also want to like preface this as volunteers, we, there was no meeting before we got there. So if you're a person that like would love to know what's going on before you get there, I don't, I I like felt, mm, I don't want to say it, but I don't recommend it. If you feel as if you're going to be like overwhelmed, we did not meet before to like talk about our duties. I barely met any of the people that I was volunteering with. There was no like call or zoom chat beforehand with any information about like how the volunteering would go and or where registration was. So that I think was the most frustrating as like part of the volunteer process. And for a lot of it, I think there was, that's where the issues came too, is because the staff was like, I also don't know. And I also looked at said Facebook group. So I think just having like some sort of consensus and like talking to the staff beforehand would have made a huge difference because there was a lot of people you would go to them, ask a question and they'd be like, I literally have no idea. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Me too. Yeah, there was definitely a lack of communication. And I found what I wanted to find just because you are the first person in line does not mean you will have or possibly any wristband number one. Yes, you will most likely have a low number on your wristband 
but we purposefully spread out the numbers out because it does not make sense to give you all <laughs> low or high numbers when you cannot be in line at all time at the same time. I'm sorry, I was the first Apollyon ticket on the M through Z and I got number 597 for Raven Kennedy. Please let me talk about this because this is my, this is, this is what, this is, I'm like sweating right now. So let me tell you what happened when I got wristbands. So all of that shit's great. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, fine. So that's like, oh, you're going to get to see your authors. That's the expectation. And I know we were talking earlier about setting expectations and I don't feel like they were realistically set, right? So I went into the wristband line after and thankfully I didn't want to see every ticket at author because I wouldn't have. But I got the ones I wanted and I, I asked the girl, they did them by A or B or I'm letter of last name and like Titan A or whatever. And I was Titan. So she gives me my wristbands and I'm like 502 for Raven or something or like four, it was like 498. They were really high. And then the other one for Sophie was like five something. I mean, they were high, right? So I said to her, I go, huh, okay. So I understand that these are random, but if I'm at Titan and there's three hours for us to get signings, I go, I don't understand how, like, you're calling them a numerical order, right? And she goes, yeah, but they're calling them in groups, like one to 25, 25 to 50. I go, right, but you still have to call 500 people, the right? Math like, ain't mathing. Math ain't mathing. And I go, and she goes, it's really just for for us and i go right but you're not answering my question i go can you explain to me what the time frame is in terms of the numerical disparagements like what is that like what does that mean and she's like no no everyone will get called every we're doing it in chunks and that's when i went up to the room and i was like okay so let's do the math if you have 600 titan tickets and they're all going to see raven or jla which almost everyone wanted to that's 0.3 seconds per person at that author. 0.3 seconds. So how on earth? <laughs> absolutely. So to me, I'm like, this is never, I said this on Thursday, Christy and I were talking and my best friend who I was with, I was like, there's no way this is going to work. Like I'm telling you right now, because how, you know, if you only want to see one author that's ticketed, you're already fucked. So I don't understand it. And I didn't get to see, I didn't get to see Raven. And I, you know, like I did it. And so I, I, they never got called past like 275, I think for her. None of us saw Raven, just like practice that. No, none of us did. No, 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 I mean, and we can get to her statement later where JLA was like, you know, authors like me, we stay really late. But again, that is not their responsibility. It's like, and I thought that was, I honestly thought that statement was really gross. I'm like, well, I stayed late. That's great. It's your con. But like these authors pay to be there. They pay to be there. So it's not their fault that you didn't time it properly. I don't think that that's right at all. Yeah. Like, well, then, you have, then you have the access thing of, people are paying for these tickets to get access like, yeah. like yourself paid for this Titan exactly. ticket to get access to specific signings. And you're not available to get that. Yeah. yeah. Or no, they're or paying a lot events. of money. And I will yeah. say one thing as someone who worked the Titan event, 
and noticed how things seemed a little bit smoother. Granted, nobody in this group got to see Raven Kennedy, but we got to see, at least I did, got to see every other author that was on my list in the general signing. Here's my thing about the Titan signing. It was only three hours and y'all were able to go between both rooms. That's what I'm saying. Which were on two Whereas, different floors too. Where, so like, exactly. Whereas mind. the general signing, it was three hours in one room and three hours in the other. So 600 people, the same amount, the same amount as, as uh, Apollyon and, and Deity, essentially because yes you could come to general signing but the idea was if you got all your stuff done on the first day you didn't need to come to general signing that was the perk but let's say that worked out perfectly if you got your stuff signed you didn't need to come to general signing it's still the same amount but yet but yet we got to spend three hours in one room did we sit down for about another for about an hour and a half yeah because we had a plan and we got through it real quick even though was Tatiana I, was real bad that we left her, even though we were on a plan but like that wasn't the case did i do all my signings absolutely alone just wondering where my friends went and if they were dead yes absolutely i did that happened well so the other thing i will say is this is the other problem with the titan signing so to your point, Molly, about the two ballrooms, right? There were two fucking ballrooms. So they split you by Titan A and Titan B. I had to go to the Independence Ballroom or whatever the one was downstairs. And I said, well, none of my ticketed authors are in this showroom or in this ballroom. There's not one author in this room that I need to see, even unticketed. I had a whole list and none of them were in that room. So I said, I go, why am I waiting in line here? And they're like, well, we just have to split the crowds to make sure not everyone goes in one room. I'm like, okay, so, but what if you're, not that anyone was a low ticket number, but I'm like, so if you're a low ticket number and you have to go to this ballroom, they said, you cannot leave the ballroom to go to the other one for 30 minutes. That's what they told me. So I sat there for 30 minutes and waited. So that's another 30 minutes out of the three hours until I could go up to see all of the authors who I, I wanted to see had tickets for that were not even in the room. I had to stay in for 30 minutes, which didn't make any sense to me. And again, I will suggest this pre-register who wants to see what author. And if you have to do it, have the people rank them. Have them fill out a Google form or a, not a Google form. Like it should be an actual, like a MailChimp. Have them rank their author. They should it be part app. of the app. That's well, right. I think that the other issue too is like, and, and we can kind of go back to the registration of the timeline was that there were so many different tickets that everyone was a little bit confused. So for the Titan signing, you got your tickets for Friday and then say you got through all your authors except for three there was a, a little bit of a disconnect of whether or not you need to like go back Saturday morning, get more tickets, or if you could wait until the signing and get more tickets and all that kind of stuff. So I think registration definitely could have been better. We all got done with registration. Let's kind of go timeline order. Next thing was the source books event. So Molly and Shay, you guys didn't go at all, correct? What? What, no, what event? And also just for real quick about the tickets, you know, cause there are people on TikTok that had a wonderful time and I'm so happy for them. And they're I like- I'm also happy for them. So happy for them. And they're, like, they're like, oh, well, I just exchanged my wristbands. Okay. I asked three volunteers, three at the Titan signing as I sat and watched Raven Kennedy's line for an hour. Right. And I asked three of them, one who wasn't a volunteer. She worked for a polycon. And I said, dude, how am I getting 
to see my ticketed authors. I'm not even close. Like you guys are on two something. I'm like five, like what's going on? And I was like, can we come back tomorrow to the general signing? And she goes, let me go ask the manager, whoever was above her. She runs, she comes back. And I believe I was with two other people when this happened. She came back and goes, yeah, I'm just, I'm being told you're kind of like out of luck. That's what she told me. She was not rude by any means, but that was her answer. So I left. And at no point did anybody make an announcement that you could come get lower wristbands. And I'm told the only way people knew that is because it was a comment on the Facebook group. It there was, was on no the one. Facebook group. It wasn't even an announcement. But it wasn't on the Facebook group. I will say this. It seemed to be, uh, allegedly, I would say, is it seemed to not be an issue until after the Titan signing where it became obvious that everyone that was in the Titan signing wasn't getting their ticketed authors. Initially, it was kind of a back and forth on whether or not like you guys needed new wristbands or you were just like hopping back in line with your original ones. And so... And and there was, I will say when we went to the independence ballroom, we had asked for a lower ticket number for one author and it was kind of a, and then they gave it to us, but they had like a stack. And so I, there was a lot of pushback and I think people were afraid. Yeah. So where I stood was right by the staff table when I worked the Titan signing event and, but the author who I worked her table, (laughs) people came up, they're like, oh, I went in exchange. So now I'm lower. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> exchange. <laughs> so like it was happening real what time. Was like, there was, was no the announcement point? happening. What was and the it point was of giving like, us high numbers then? You know what I mean? It, it was, was literally like the Hunger Games. At that point, what is the point of the tickets then? If you're just going there to no do so, that, then what's yeah. the point? Well, and the and other as, issue, as Shay said earlier. When you're registering or even when you're buying your ticket, there should be a thing. These are my top three authors or five or whatever authors I would like to see in rank and put it on your name badge. Put it on a name badge. Well, then they added ticketed authors. That was the other thing. They started. It was, yeah, it didn't start. I actually saw this when I was scrolling back through in anticipation of this chat. I actually saw where they asked of these authors, who do you want wristband or who should we ticket? Like we need to gauge interest. Oh, I and definitely like a poll. Yep. I didn't, I obviously did not see this, but in the Facebook group, it was, in- <laughs> Where was, that? It was like way far. It was like probably two months prior to them announcing the ticketed yeah. authors. I remember oh this. God. I do remember this, but the other issue was we got into the event and they said, okay, here's your 12 authors and there's six in each ballroom or what have you. Then there was, for example, Daniel Jensen was unticketed at the start of the event about, I would say 15 minutes into the event, all of a sudden now she became a ticketed author. Same, Same thing happened with, with Sophie Lauren, Ryan and Lexi Ryan, exactly. So they were unticketed beforehand. And then you had to, you were standing in line for her and then they would, they changed it to be like, Hey, now she's ticketed. Now you have to turn around, go in another line, get your ticket, turn around, go hope like fingers crossed you're at the beginning and get back in line. So that was, all, and then they would tar- like cut those off and they would be like, oh, they're not as crowded anymore because I think they anticipated they weren't like as popular, quote unquote. But it was, it was like you would get in there and be like, okay, so who do you think is the third most popular? Because they're about to get ticketed, which was like insane. Mid-event. I mean, that definitely made it. That was part of our plan for Saturday. Was each each room when we didn't have a ticketed author, we looked at our numbers and we go, okay, we're going to this person first, this person second. We're going to try to like all get, I'm just going to say, we're all going to try to get into this author, whether someone's number is low or not, because at that point it was, well, I could just exchange it for a lower number because that was put in the Facebook group Friday night. 
about changing ticket numbers, risk numbers for the Saturday signing? I got told no by three volunteers. Like, see, that is where, that's the flow of information that I'm talking about. Like, how do you not let your paying customers know that there is a resolution for a major fuck up? Because that's what it was, truly. And Absolutely. everybody should have been alerted, everybody. And they were not. Like, I, I mean, that's, and I didn't go on Saturday because I didn't hear about that till late Saturday. At that point, I was so freaking exhausted. I was like. Outside watcher, right? whole situation i i was watching stories and stuff like that of following stories of authors that had gone and there were some authors that were like oh apparently this started yesterday so that's good to know um that was so, our yeah, clearly the uh for the clearly the flow of information was not well for the authors attending and for anyone who paid to come to the event i honestly think from what i've heard of other cons I'm specifically talking about the one that happens in Texas, that there was an app and that push notifications were done through that. Updates were done through that. I know apps don't cost that much money to create an update. An app would have been the best case scenario in this situation to update on authors who are no longer coming to update us on wristband situations, maybe even do the numbers you get via your wristbands attached to your, to the app and because you scan the QR code and then you're able to get push notifications of when you're available to go stand in line for your author. Because let me tell you, microphone in a loud room is not fun, especially for the authors who are trying to talk to their, their people, their fans, their, their, their customers. You're trying to have a conversation and all of a sudden, all right, we're opening up lanes, authors, one through 25. Like it's, no. It was like fire sale in aisle four, fire sale. Like that's what it like felt like. I mean, and, it, and you couldn't even hear if you were on the other side of the ballroom. I remember, oh, remember I was in registration and I remember they were yelling at people, like yell, not yelling at people, that was, that was later. They were yelling information to people. And I was like, you know, megaphones are 50 bucks on Amazon. Like you could get like, I mean, I don't, it's just like, no one can hear anything. It was very strange. Like I didn't, I didn't Wait, understand. I feel like we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves though. I was going to say, I was like, like back to the source book order. event that <laughs> Shay and I did not get to go to, but Jessica and Tatiana did. Well, well, I don't know one of the better it. events. <laughs> I was going to say, talk about the source book, the trivia night, because we didn't get, we were in the bar eating cauliflower. You got to go to that? Yeah. So first of all, you're so loud. Second of all, yes. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just regular. It's like my reg it's my regular. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not as great as that reaction. <laughs> it wasn't. But yeah, so we all stood in line and I got there at like 620 and I was number like 298 to get into this 300 person event. And I would or say an like, event that 900 people could go to, by the way. Yeah. So, but technically, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I don't know how to do math. It was, I was like, but wait, not everybody's there. No, no you're right. You're right. You're right. Keep going. What? For the volunteers, it was one of the only events that was blocked out. Yeah. It was like volunteers can go to everything except for the Titan signing and this source books event, but it had two bars. It had ice cream and had cookies. 
Wait, you had a bar? We had bars. Yes. This was the and, only time. So this was, and so we walked in, we were handed a poster because you weren't supposed to have books. Like you weren't there to get your book signed. And so we were handed this poster and you were allowed, like authors were at like their individual tables and you were allowed to go talk to them, mingle with them, like get your poster signed. At that point, it was great. And when they started the trivia night, like while cahoots on a projector is not my with a moderator like speaking it out very slowly in, a, in an Australian accent not the greatest right. but not, like that's not my t- good six time. out of ten honestly for trying yeah so this event essentially was set I think that this felt like this hotel could could handle max six six hundred people like three to six hundred the this was the in my opinion this was the best event that we attended all weekend it was very well organized I mean everybody got to sit at a table there was like space you just sat down and um, it, you know, with whoever you wanted, there was an ice cream line. There were some cookies granted. We, like we said, we were the last ones. in, so we only got oatmeal raisin, which I'm never going to be over, but it's fine. There were two open bars and very long lines. This was the first time both Jess and I'd eaten all day. So I may have publicly cried, but that's like a whole different story. And then we did three rounds of trivia and the winners of the trivia all got books from source books. And then there was a goodie bag and within the goodie bag was an arc of wicked beauty. And that shit came out like a month ago. So it was low key. I, I think for me as like, uh, not, I'm not going to say it. Cause like, I'm not, but like, as someone who's like in book fluencing or like influencing to see a bunch of physical arcs, like out and about and know that people had like begged for them was kind of disheartening because I know there's a lot of people that had asked for these, like, and went to the publisher and asked for them. And so I know that this was probably just left in their storage or, or it made sense for them or they set them aside or whatever, but like, just give us finished copies. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do that, then just give the finished copies. Don't give like the arcs that people had begged for. That's Tatiana, my two cents. What does it feel, Tatiana, what does it feel like to be famous? I know it was, I, I was like, listen, this is my retirement plan. I'm getting this bitch signed. Uh, so we stood in line. It was, and, and got quite a few author signatures. I will say Scarlett St. Clair was there as is, and Laura Balassa was there and their lines were the longest. There was quite a few other authors. Everybody was really, really great. The books that were in the swag bags, those authors were there. So like we did get to talk to them a little bit and things like that. And I think you could have gotten through all the authors, but after the event was over, they opened it up to everybody. So anybody that didn't get in could grab a poster and sort of meander in. And so the lines- Wait, 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 sorry, what? What? Yes. Yep. This was like- so it wasn't like publicly said, I think they just opened the doors and people just assumed they were allowed to walk in is what happened. So I know, yeah, I know the lines got longer and longer for Scarlett and Laura because people were just walking in thinking, oh, it's 930, there's a mad rush of people, et cetera. So I didn't even know there was a possibility. No, neither did I. We were up making friends with our Bart. I mean, I think to me, I don't know if this is like off topic, Kirsten yelling me if it is, but to me, like talking about getting into the events and stuff, I mean, the panels oh my god like with titan you got acts like the titan access none of the things that i got access to for a 155 dollar ticket i actually got access to yeah i mean yeah. and the 300 person cap at the source books okay like fine i mean i knew that they had said well in advance that it was 300 people so i i was like already like a problem that's probably not gonna happen i'm not gonna fight for a space in line whatever so i get that but I was like, okay, well, there's panels on Friday morning, and one of them was a book fluencing panel, and a friend of mine was moderating it, and I really wanted to go. And the the second one after that was industry, like it was like all things industry, and I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm an influencer, and I I get arcs, and I I do work with authors sometimes, so I really want to go to this because I'm starting like to burgeon my career in that industry. I was like, I I really want to go, 
60 people. There were 60 people. It was a 60 person capacity event for 600 possible Titan ticket holders, plus however many panel tickets they sold to other tiers. So Tatiana so, and I had specific panel tickets. And you didn't get to go. We got to go because we saw the mess were first in line, my friend. We were first in line. But we woke up at 6 a.m. to be there an hour before to stand in line, which is like a thing in itself. But it's arguably, those would arguably be the most popular panels. Of course. With, with especially with the expansion of the bookish interwebs and bookish influencing and all of this, you would think other panels that were larger that I feel like didn't need to be larger. And here's what I'll say about that, right? Again, I'm coming from like someone who works with consumers, like businesses and consumers. I heard people say like, oh, you know, it's just like, you know, they didn't really realize because like book talk blew up. I'm like, I'm sorry. Anyone you talk to, Bookstagram never sold books. Book talk sells books. Everybody in the industry will tell you that, okay? And it's been happening for 18 months. And we this is- saved Barnes and Noble. Right, and this is, your, this is your consumer base. This is your customer. And you have to know your market, right? So if you don't know your market, you cannot service them correctly. And I think that is a failure. I think you should know your market. And again, and I will say it again, pre-register for every event you have people sign up that want to go to the panels you know you need a room with 400 seats like you can plan that it is easy to plan i think that that would be a really good suggestion to pre-register for every event so do you guys feel like out of the amount of people that went how many or like what percentage do you guys think were book talkers bookstagrammers or like in the book influencing world because i don't think it was 100 percent from based on what I saw, what percentage do you guys kind of feel like was just romance readers as like a person and then like the book fluencing kind of like bookish interwebs community? 70? At least. I think 70 is a, is a, is a safe number for assumption. I would agree. Really deep diving in. Based off of who, I mean, again, 90% of my experience happened in the hotel bar. Same. Um, it was great. Which was awesome. And we will touch on this at the end with all of the positives. Cause there were folks like there were 100% there were positive. And I will say like, if I do this again, I will just do the deity and like go hang out at the hotel. Bar. Like, because I want to support the authors that have signed up for this. So that's rewind, but, but that's essentially, I think the people who I interacted with the most were book talkers. And I know, yeah. I mean, I reached out because I was like, I know she's going and I knew she was traveling from Philly. I was pretty much, I'm going to force you to be my friend, essentially. And, and it worked. I, <laughs> and and like I was that. like, so I think it's 70% because there are a lot of romance readers that are not on any of those platforms that are diehard romance readers yeah. that were there. Like, I think... There are the tried and true, the people who have been there for the past six years that a Polycon has been on that are 100% like diehard. There are those readers. And I think we need to take into account that there are a lot of them. As yeah. on Book Talk, we talk about like, don't poo poo romance. There are romance readers who are not on any social media platform and they yeah. were definitely in attendance at a Polycon. So. Just the sheer number of like older people, like- 
right in front of my mind, there was like a woman like my grandmother's age who I know is not on BookTok. And there's a couple of people from like one of my past lives that were there that I know aren't on BookTok. So like just from like that, it, 70 I think is a really great number. So, but like we all hung out and we all talked and like we mostly hung out with book talkers. And I will say it's because like I've been in Shay's DMs for months now. And like I've been in Alana's like DMs for months now. So like I feel like that's who we gravitate towards and that's who we hung out with because that's who we knew, even if it was just online. So a a question. Um, this is kind of going back to the hotel a little bit. So you talked about there were some um people who were there who, as you said, you know, maybe like older, older generation. Um, yeah. Shay, you said there was a the lady that you were standing in line with who had walker who at you know accessibility so how was that within the hotel as you said there the floors and the rooms were on different floors things weren't organized there was no real you know communication so how was that navigating for people who may have needed accessibility to some of these areas so i know i personally cannot speak from witnessing everything i know that the but what i do know is the elevators like not working very well I know that the escalators were scary at some points with the amount of people that were on them but otherwise they did comply with ADA compliances like we um Jessica Tatiana and I were like second in line for (laughs) our signing (laughs) to go in, but ADA compliance, like they let them in first and, and gave them a solid, like what, three minutes, three to five minutes before we could go in. So I will say like, as a positive, besides like the whole AC situation, which was definitely problematic, they complied as much as they could to the hotel's ability to comply with like ADA compliances from what I personally witnessed. Yeah, and like that's like not on a polygon. Like that's like that is fully on the hotel. That is on the hotel. Like there were what three elevators out of the nine that they had that were working. I mean, they took the stairs a lot in a hotel on the fifth floor. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, we climbed. (laughs) We didn't recover well, but we took them. We may have been dying. Jessica was laughing at Tatiana and I, like dying. She's like, are you aren't gonna make it? We're like, shut up. <laughs> like it just Sorry. but those I moments think... you get to the top and pretend like you're not winded, right? Uh, oh, it's yeah. like when well, you climb any flight of stairs and you're like, I'm fine. Like I'm it's good. Just... I'm good. Yeah. 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 But I, I think I was from... just curious about that because again, we yeah. were talking about no, that's a great question. But I think I think that... from a, yeah, I think from an ADA compliancy. A polycon was really good about accommodating those with disabilities. And from those, from the posts that I've seen in the Facebook group, from especially those there's, I saw a post recently from someone who was diabetic and they said, people came up and asked me questions. I found other people who were diabetic. It was a really good, and I'm so happy for them. They had this really positive experience just because normally the world is not kind to those with disabilities. So it, it was heartwarming to see that positive in granted our negative, but we did have a positive experience overall, but we did have some negative moments, but it was, it was heartwarming to see that. And I think it was, I think what's really interesting about this being JLA's conference is JLA's ADA. 
she is going blind. She talks about it very often, how she's going blind. And so she, I think it was very important to her that ADA compliance was like a really big thing. And you could tell, you could tell that what was important to her when putting on this event. And that was definitely one of them. I think there were some like minor safety issues as far as just like the amount of people that were in some areas. But I will say that like, if you wanted to say, for example, when we did the Saturday signings, we were very, very like overwhelmed and heat exhausted. We found an empty ballroom that was air conditioned and like nobody told us to leave or anything like that. So there were areas, it was just like, you kind of had to hunt them down and you know, there was like a lot of space to spread out, just might not have necessarily been like air conditioned and you, you may or may not have had to climb a lot of stairs. So I, we kind of talked about the Titan signing, sorry to take over Kirsty because you weren't there for the timeline, but we kind of talked a little okay. bit about the Titan signing and, and kind of got a lot of that out. Should we go into the sparkler event next? Oh my God. <laughs> the fizzle event. I don't know if I'm like, I don't know. So what is the timeline on this? So the trivia night was what night? Friday night? Thursday night. And then, so sparkler event was Friday night, Friday, Friday night. night after the Titan okay. signing. So m- Friday morning was the panels. Um, there was a few hours in between. And I will say that this is the one thing I think like is the most irritating to me because I'm uh, a fat girl, but there was never a chance where I really felt like we were able to eat. If that makes sense. It was either you were missing an event or you were eating food. There was no in between. And like, there was a little Agreed. bit of time given, but like, if you were doing the panels, they ended at noon, the Titan signing started at, correct me if I'm wrong, like two o'clock. Three. No, it was Sorry, three. 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 Started, it was three to six. Three. To, mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was only one. Up by two. Right. There was only one restaurant in the entire hotel to accommodate everybody that was there. And the bar restaurant didn't open until 3 p.m. So it's like essentially, and there was the, there was a lot of things that you could like DoorDash or like Uber Eats and like have delivered, but there was nothing like that was very walkable and accessible. So I felt like at least three out of the four days that we were there, granted the fourth day I was on a plane, but so I'm going to say it we were skipping a meal or we were going to the event or you were like sort of eating in line or whatever. Like I remember when we did Thursday, Jess and I were going to plan to go to dinner in the time that we have in between the events. And we weren't able to do that because everything took so long. So like the first time we ate was 9 p.m. The time I lived off of cauliflower and laughter the entire Right. Like, and I had my first meal at like nine o'clock at night, the first night. And then like, you know, so there, that was the thing that sort of bothered me a lot because I felt like on top of heat exhaustion, it was also really, really difficult to like eat anything if you wanted to also go to the events, which is ridiculous. Well, the timelines were so, the timelines were not sufficient. So like, three to six was the Titan signing. Okay. And JLA stayed there super late, like good on her for sure to do that. So people were getting signed until eight o'clock and then you couldn't go to the event, you know, or you were registering until seven 30 and you couldn't go to the event on Thursday. Like, so that was the other thing that I found really frustrating. So I'm like, okay, well, I got shut out of panels because I didn't get there an hour and a half in advance or whatever. And there were 60 people. So that's cool. And so like all of the things I paid extra for, for the $150 ticket or whatever it was, like I couldn't go to any of them because it was like you, there was no timeline to do it because everything was longer than it was supposed to be. Yeah. And that was really frustrating. So then we had the Titan signing ended at six. The sparkler started at seven, went from seven to eight. And then there was a shopping event from 8.30 until 10.30. Talk about that shopping event. So the, let's talk about the sparkler real quick. It'll be brief. Or the, you mean the speed dating? The speed dating. Right. I was going to say, it's going to be brief speed because dating. all of us were there for like a collective 20 minutes. So, yeah. We went in and saw Tessa and bounced. 
(laughs) Honestly, good for you. So the sparkler event was sort of described vaguely. I don't know if this is how you guys felt, but to us, it felt like it was going to be a bit of a cocktail hour. There might not necessarily be cocktails there. Like I I was hoping there would be based on the event the night before, Uh, but there was going to be like at least water, lemonade, tea, like some sort of beverage. I think they said there was going to be a cash bar. I'm 90% sure. Yeah. And then um, we were just going to get a chance to mingle with authors. Again, this was not a signing event. You could not bring things to sign. What it turned into was everybody got a goodie bag, which was nice. And everybody got a brush. We're going to, we're trying to keep it positive. (laughs) If anybody wants to see the brush, check out Shay's TikTok. Uh, so everybody got a goodie bag and then you were essentially handed a piece of paper that had a question on it, one or the other. You could go up to, it was 12, t- 12 authors at 12 highball, like cocktail tables, nothing else in the room. Absolutely nothing. It was blank. So we all lasted, I think approximately seven and a half minutes total. And my other issue with this is we waited in line at the very end and we were somewhere between middle end, I think. And we were told to basically wrap around the escalators and go in. And the, the end of the line ended up first in, in there because there was not enough space to like line up all these people that had frenzied into the sparkler event. So, you know me, I almost closed line to human being because I knew that they were behind me in line. And so that really did just- did that multiple times this weekend. Yeah, I, de- I definitely did that. But the first time was a joke. And I, so I think for me, just like as my inner Karen, I was ready to kill a motherfucker because they all just got to go in before. So I think that, and that was a cluster. There's a thousand people like trying to get into this ballroom. This was open to almost everybody. And then at the same time, simultaneously, there's also a line for this shopping event that starts at 8.30. So everyone is lining up at seven. So there's a line going on for the shopping event. And then there's a line of people trying to get into the sparkler event. So then everybody got out of the sparkler event and went down the line for the shopping event, <laughs> which anybody else can talk about the shopping event. Cause I might- this- shopping event i didn't go to I was gonna say the two of you are the only ones who in this group who went oh, like, oh yeah, okay so we allow left, me <laughs> we left the sparkler event like freaking asap because it was jail <laughs> and because you got your brush you need we got our brush. brush we saw I- the fluorescent lights and we left so we got in line and at this point me and tatiana learned so we brought sandwiches <laughs> to eat in line because yes. we knew that there wasn't going to be a chance for food. And so finally we mostly went because we were told Stacy Marie Brown's cover for her special editions were going to be shown. And so we waited in line for forever. And then someone comes out and they said, if you have a ticket, stand in this line. And if you don't stand in this other line. And so the tickets were apparently like special editions. I don't actually know what happened with that. So I can't really talk. But yeah. I know that we walked in, they were letting six people in at a time and Stacey Marie Brown's thing was not until, so the, the event started at like eight twenty. I think was when they actually ended up opening the doors slash organizing the line. And they told us it was going to be in the ballroom, which silly me for assuming that this is what it was going to be. It was actually an eight by 10 square of the ballroom cut off by a bunch of tables. So there was like a very limited area. They were letting people in and out the same door which caused a lot of issues because there was also like a, a mob, not a line, just sort of a blob of letting people in to go to the shopping event. And I had asked while I was there because I was like, I'm a huge fan, like love Stacey around, just like curious if I could <laughs> see this cover real quick. And they were like, no. And I was like, okay, well, what are my alternatives? Like, I'd love to see this. So at this point, I already dipped. I was yeah, like, so Jess is gone. I've like made new friends at this point and they're like shopping around. And I was like, Hey, I want to see this cover. Is there any way that I can take a look at it? And they were like, Oh, that doesn't start until nine. I'm like, okay, well it's eight 23. Like what are my options? And they told me that I would have to go to the back of the line and wait. 
and then I could come back in at nine. And I'm like, so can I stand by the door and wait until nine? And they were like, no. And I was like, so can I stand in here and wait until nine? And they're like, no, because there's nine people total in here and you're taking up a space. So then I had to like speak to someone else that worked there and they were like, it's going to be up all weekend, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, but you guys like, again, created this frenzy and we ended up just leaving. I, I didn't purchase anything. Um, there was quite a line and at about nine 30, I think people started to trickle out, but I think it was still pretty busy until about 10 o'clock. And I think it shut down around 10, 10 30. But what we were told was a shopping event was actually just like an eight by 10 section of this room, like cut off. And then we just closed on the bar until two o'clock in the morning. So there were two bottles of wine later. And yeah. infinite, infinite this, this is the highlight. Wait, Six. Friday was the highlight. Let me tell you really quickly. I think Tessa Bailey might have put out a fucking restraining order on me because that was my favorite moment. Tatiana. So, so I will like, say the one thing that was really great about this event is that it was so small and a lot of the authors were sort of like out and about at the bars and things and by the bars I mean just the solo bar that was there um so I like the night stalker that I am saw her from afar and we wrangled her into our group and I told her that I had been to her Westport signing like a linebacker from the NFL and that woman never ever have I seen someone want to leave so quickly in my entire life because I was like, I went to your Westport event. I cried on a plane and it's so nice to meet you. Does anybody need more wine? And then- I actually think she flinched. I think she flinched. She like took three steps back, walked away, got a shirt from another girl, signed a boob and left our group. And that was all my fault. And I apologize forever. But- She definitely Homer Simpson backed into the like- Yeah, moment. Oh God, this girl again. Yeah, so that was really cool. And we we ran into Stacey Marie Brown the second night. So you did get to see a ton of authors and like people Kiki. out and about. Kiki! Kiki! <laughs> so that, that part was really nice. It was great to like be out. And this was a really good chance, I think, to meet other people and like network and things and see people in person because the authors were Renee. out. Renee was like, oh, and Renee, gosh, night. MVP, Renee. Brandy and Renee, shout out to both of them. They were amazing. So, I mean, you've got a really good chance to like meet with a lot of these authors that you maybe wouldn't have had a chance to meet with them in at a, at a larger convention because it was such a small venue. So that part was really cool. And Tessa Bailey's probably gonna, you know, like put out a restraining order and it's fine. I'm, I'm fine. And so we are walking through the timeline. We finished with the sparkler event. We had our night at the bar. So we are at Saturday morning now. So what was the start of, of Saturday and what was... This is the general signing, correct? Scarlett said we were pretty. <laughs> so, okay. This is so another example. We, Tatiana, left the, Tatiana and I left the bar at like one in the morning and we came back to my house and we like did a game plan for the babe, for the signing the next day, woke up at six again and we're like, was at Starbucks. Down it was really like a brief nap. It wasn't really like a sleep, but yeah. Yeah. That was the um, whole weekend where it's just nothing but like four hour naps. Yeah. And so we were at start. So we met Molly at Starbucks at 7.30, knowing we had a lineup for this event at eight. So we get the Starbucks. Scarlett Sinclair walks in. We're chatting. <laughs> she called us pretty. And we were, as we were telling her that we were very stressed about the signing because we heard Shay's experience the day before. And she offered to sign all of our books right then and there. So we weren't panicked trying to get a, into her line. A diamond among rhinestones. This it, was, it was wonderful. There was quite a few diamonds, but yes. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. And so then we left and we got in line for the signing. 
and thank god the three of us were together i would not shout out to jess for interviewing her in the first place so she didn't know who we were we didn't just like stock scarlet st Clair. although i also feel like i did (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) and so we did the signing the first signing event i think went actually pretty well like we said before we did it in like an hour and a half we got there very we got through most lines pretty quickly it was besides the source book event i would say it was probably one of the more seamless things we did and i think they did take lessons learned from the titan signing they did absolutely because if you went up and said i need to exchange they may have been like Meh, but they're gonna do it anyway because they did it the day before last second so i don't mean to cut you guys off but shay i know you said you had to leave here in a little bit so i want to i want you to be able to to talk about your experiences while you're up before you have to go. So if you have anything that you want to talk about before you have to leave, please definitely. I think the only thing I really, I wanted to talk about was like the responses that have come out. Cause I'm like reading them. And I think like, to be very clear, we all want to go to this. Okay. It's not like I'm like railing against a polycon. Cause I'm like, I'm never going to go. I want to go to this event. Right. Katie Robert is coming next year. I would walk through fire for that woman. Like I will go to any event that she is at, like, and I want to go. And again, to like our earlier points, I mean, the authors that we did get to meet were so wonderful. Like I cannot stress that enough. Like they were absolutely fantastic. And it was a great opportunity to meet them and talk to them and connect with people within the industry. I mean, it was truly amazing. That was fantastic. But I think for me, what I'm a little upset about is the response or lack of response from the Apollycon organizers. Like I'm looking at the statements that they made, you know, like I, I have them all and I don't, the first one, JLA didn't make a statement. And again, it was on the Facebook group and it was on Saturday, you know, and to me, this one was like, I didn't really understand this. It felt very like passing the buckish. Like I wanted to post about wristbands and seeing every other since, I don't, this doesn't make sense. I've seen a few questions. I hope I can shine some light on that. The wristbands don't guarantee that you get to see every author you want at most events. Now, to me, I feel like that is kind of a 180 for what the expectations were previously set as. I mean, I don't feel like that's that's what we were told by any means. And I know Molly, you had read that previously, like the earlier statement, like before it started. And I don't feel like that was valid. And then this to me bothered me. Many authors like me stay until every ticket is called. I think that's wonderful that she did that. But as we said earlier, it is not the author's job to stay for an eight hour signing when you are planning for three hours for ticketed consumers. I mean, and it, it was is not stated until it, until much later that because we didn't know Raven was staying late because that's who we wanted to see. Well, why would you think they were staying late? You had a signing from three to six. You had a signing from three to six. And at no point, again, like all the information that we received in piecemeal about the wristbands did not seem to be like valid. And I, I'm sure that was because there were moving parts and they didn't seem really as organized as they should have been with regards, with regards to the wristbands. But you know, that didn't really make sense. And then as far as line control, they're heavily monitored by staff. So I have to tell you, I did not see a lot of that. I mean, even at like at all, even in Raven's line where there were so many people, you know, it's have books out, your name on permanent marker on a post-it if you want personalized. Okay, well, what they should have been doing, the staff should have been going, guys, everyone in line, books out open to the page you want signed here are post-its write your name down like that's what the and that was not i didn't see that happening like if it was i didn't see it in every line i was in it happened and then there's a saturday 
Yeah, it was, okay. I was going to say, it was very much like that, especially I would say like an Allie Hazelwood, like whoever that assistant was, she did a fantastic job saying like, move your sticky note to the other side, have That's it open, great. that kind of thing. And, and again, it was, it was a trial and error and it shouldn't have been. The 600 people that paid $150 to get signed on Friday didn't get that. And that to me is like, you know, it, there's a fine line my staff has to walk between moving that line and interrupting an author and reader. That information of like what the process is should be discussed with the authors and their team prior to getting in line for that event. And I understand like if you're, if you're, I mean, some of those volunteers were like young and they're not, you know, in business or whatever, they don't do this professionally. So if those people are not comfortable doing that, then hire people that are, you know what I mean? Cause that is pertinent to that event and it's very necessary. I get it. It's not easy to piss people off sometimes. Fans are a little nutso sometimes. I get it. Like I've dealt with them too, but like at the end of the day, you're not there to make friends. Like it's not RuPaul's best friend race. You know what I mean? Like you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta move it along. And like, if that's your job, like you have to find people that do that. So to me, I feel like the response so far has not been valid. And I, I listen, I sympathize with the hotel stuff. Like I think it's a little weird that they listed all the problems with the hotel. And, but to me, with all of the things listed of what the hotel did wrong, and I'm sure that that is viable. I mean, what does that mean? Like, I, I, that's my question, you know, because $150 for a ticket and I got to go to one of the events or two, I guess, if you include the, well, no, because the finale event was. I was going to say, we didn't go. We were like, we're too far back. We're going to go to the bar. Well, and the, and also I have to say, like, I did see, I did see like a polycom people screaming at, at people waiting in line. I mean, that to me has not also not been addressed and I'm not the only, I mean, I'm looking yeah. at the face. And I think that like the, I think that like what can be said is that they have seen a lot of the feedback that they've been given and instead of addressing it has been just like, we're pushing it back the ticket sales. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have this episode out this week is because ticket sales were supposed to be Sunday. Yeah. I don't know what they are now, but I'm hoping that like all of the feedback that comes out that they do decide to do something differently. Yeah. Strategy. I mean, again, I want to go. I mean, my suggestion would be is to only buy deity because all the, the perks you get, I don't think it's, it's worth it. I would just want to go to a signing. I don't know what the tier tickets look like. I mean, they are holding it. And I think that's great. I think it's great that they're going back to the drawing board. I hope that they go back to the drawing board internally for the organization because there are additional issues that aren't hotel related. And I do hope that those get rectified because again, I think we're all on the same page. We want to go and support these authors. That's all I want to do. I freaking love them. You know, like I want to give all my money to these authors. I love so much. Like I, I really do. I think at the end of the day, we do want this event to be a success. Yes. I, for, I think for it's for specifically Jessica and I, this is in our backyard. This is an event that we don't necessarily have to get a hotel room. It was five miles away from me. I want this to be a success. I want them to hear our constructive criticism and we want this to be a success. We know there were struggles in the past. And yes, this was the first one post COVID post book talk blowing up. And I don't think they, I don't think they anticipated and they should have, but I don't think they anticipated for the amount of people coming that are on book talk that are going to blow up what happened. Yeah. But I, I think at the end of the day, like, yes, we had negative experiences. And I know I said this earlier, we had negative experiences, but I think at the end of the day, we had a great time. Yeah. I made three great friendships 
Like, yes, I stalked Shay on freaking TikTok and I like made her be my friend. I mean, at the end of the day, I gained three amazing friendships that we're on a, we're on a chat daily chatting with each other. I like woke up Monday morning with sore abs from laughing so hard from the entire weekend. So like, as much as we're like, this sucked, it didn't to, I mean, I will say like, we had great times at the hotel bar. And I think the other thing, like just there seems to be as someone like, again, in the consumer space and dealing with like B2B and D2C stuff, there seems to be a kind of an epidemic within the bookish community, right? There are, you know, subscription boxes that aren't delivering goods that people are paying for. There are stores that aren't delivering goods that people are paying for and taking money. Like there are cons that have done that too. And I don't understand it. I I don't understand why there's such like a lack of respect for consumers and customers within this industry. It's very strange to me. And I realize a lot of people want to turn a hobby into a business. And I think that is wonderful. I think everyone should have the privilege of trying to do that. But at the same time, as someone who does this, a business is a business is a business. I don't care if you're shipping 50K a year or 10 million, it's still hard to do. And you do need like business acumen is an acquired and learned skill. Like it really. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people like that they don't anticipate that are actually in maybe not necessarily this industry, but are in this field. And that comes in general from like stores and the subscription boxes and these events and things where it's like, maybe we're not necessarily in say the publishing realm or like the bookish realm, but like we have this experience. And so it's, you're not going to fool us. And I think that's what was like the most frustrating is like, there's so many professionals in the industry that came to this with low expectations. Like I'm just here to have fun and then came and turned it. And we're like, wait, from a professional standpoint, this is a nightmare, you know? And that like makes it really disheartening. And we shouldn't have to like, and we shouldn't have to, I, I feel like there's almost this very sense of like, well, you're lucky that you're getting this special edition because like, and that's not right. Like if these were like retail businesses in another category, they'd be getting ripped apart on Better Business Bureau. Like, I mean, truly. So like, I, you know, I, I don't think that's fair to the consumers. Listen, a lot of these people in this, in this genre, like, or in this industry, rather, they're young fans. I mean, they are, you know what I mean? And like, I've said it before, like 40 bucks is a lot of money for a lot of people. And if you're going to save up and get these things, because you're like a fangirl, you deserve to be respected. Your money deserves to be respected. And I, I just don't think that's fair. I think there's like, a better way and i've seen it like as someone who's new to this community within the last year i'm like what the hell why aren't people getting paid for it <laughs> and it's very interesting this is something i agree Shay, that we've been seeing a lot lately of and it always surprises me when people are surprised when they get caught or when they get called out because we've seen this time and again yep. over and over and over in the last few months and the bookish community we're not dumb like, oh, we're vicious. I, you may think since we read romance novels, we don't know what we're talking about, but like, cause apparently romance isn't literature. Right. But at the end of the day, we're not dumb. We know what we want to consume. We know what we like. We, we, we understand, we may not know the ins and outs of the industry, but we're, but we're, we're like asking not gonna... for you to respect us as a consumer. Yes, and exactly. that's what I find. Exactly. Yeah, and that's absolutely. I think, absolutely I think at the end, of the, yeah, no, I 110% agree. I think at the end of the day, it's the 
respecting anyone who purchased any ticket, whether it's a Titan or a Titan. That's right. Um, and providing the most amazing experience possible for whatever, whether it's a Titan or a deity. I think even a deity should have the best experience ever, regardless if they can only go to the Saturday signing. I I, I think agreed. Um, I think especially with our, I don't want to say our industry, but like the book talk community or the bookish community can be very. I don't want to say problematic, but they, they can be vicious when it comes down to it. And so I, I'm surprised with the reactions of those in charge because of how this industry, and I mean social industry, executed. Um, well, I think the other thing is, is like, I think a lot of that, like that, the inner circle in that kind of category, if you will, they're bookstagrammers and TikTok, book talk is not the same. Book talk is very, <laughs> very Tatiana here. No, I mean, like, my dumb ass is like coming here, like, do you need to do? Everybody's like, I, I, like, I wish I had like the wherewithal to do Instagram. I do not. I'm like not good at it. I wish I was. But TikTok is a little more, I mean, chaotic is probably a good word, but it's also very visceral and like organic right you're not like setting up a shot to do a lot of like i know my videos are like oh what's up dudes like i'm just like talking and it's being it's very like organic and so you are gonna have more feedback on that app like you are gonna have people talking and you know what i'm saying like there's more of a communication going on and so yeah but again like if you're in that if you're in it you need to be you need to be knowledgeable of who your market is like you just yeah. really do. The base of it really, at the end of the day, that seems to be the overall consensus is know your market, especially especially from the authors or author that put this on, correct, right? She's blown up because of, not because yeah. of it, but she has essentially blown up through this process and she's been a part of this process yeah. through it. And it's understanding that that consumer and hopefully moving forward, she- uh, yeah. And I think, I think what shocks me the most though, and we're going to go back, (laughs) bring us back to my villain origin story is the fact that yes, it's bookstagram. Yes, it's book talk, but yet all of the information was provided via Facebook where I feel like Facebook, I mean, my mom's on Facebook. She is 74 years old and that's where she gets her information from. And I'm like, cool. I'll get on and I'll post like a picture from my walk today to let you know I'm alive. And that's the extent of my Facebook interaction, but I'm more on Instagram and book talk, book talk being like more as Shay was saying, it's more real. I, my most successful video is literally me post-workout with my hair piled on top of my head and I'm sweat. There's no makeup. There's no ring light. Like it's me talking about smasher pass of hot men over 40. That's what TikTok is. And I think that's and, why yeah. the only feedback we've seen thus far has for uh, for this convention has been on and book talk because everything else on Instagram is so curated. And and yeah. as I came to find out as a bookstagrammer, there wasn't a goddamn one of us there. 
But wait, but wait there, were, there were some famous book talkers That's who so said bookish people because there were books. There were some books to grammars. There were some, excuse, but excuse me, I signed an autograph. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, okay. how does it feel to be famous? Not because yeah. your books. How does it feel to be famous, Shay? Shout, shout out to Cheyenne if she's listening. She was so sweet. She's like, well, you saw my poster. I'm like. Are you sure? <laughs> and she's like, you're my favorite book talker. I'm like, somebody else not. Are you sure? <laughs> she was so I will, say, I will say one thing though to be about the whole Facebook thing. I'm not trying to justify this. I am saying to be fair though, I think originally this con is for was for your traditional romance readers, right? Which tend to be older older generation and as you said Very older generations tend to stay on facebook so That's that may have worked that That's, may have worked in the past yeah and they just continued with that hopefully so smart fingers crossed they learn from it this is a learning yeah. experience right constructive Here's criticism i feel like That's you're sober for. for us yeah she's she's all water. here playing devil's advocate <laughs> we're like fuck the system i can make constructive <laughs> criticism but so it's been like six hours let's end on a positive note what was what do you think let's start with this what do you think was the most worth it slash like your favorite part uh what would you like to see change for next year and then maybe just a little bit very briefly about like the goodies or like things that you felt made it really worth it so okay, what was Tatiana, worth it? What do you want to see Tatiana, change? you yeah. go first. Tatiana, you go okay. first. So I think for me, I ended up, I made a video about this, but I ended up with probably about like, I think 12 free books that I got. I only ended up purchasing four books while I was there, one pre-order and three physically there from some authors I met at the panels and one book while I was out on the signing floor. All the rest of them I got for free. So they were in swag bags. They were in our goodie bags. People left a bunch around. Um, and then like the special edition that we obviously got. So I think that for me was like the most worth it was like the goodies meeting the authors and then obviously meeting you guys was tons of fun, but I don't know if I can like sanction that as part of the event. <laughs> uh, one thing I think I would like to see change for next year is definitely like more open lines of communication and just like being holding yourselves accountable for any issues that come up. I would just like a brief apology. It's I'm not asking you to grovel. I'm just saying, Hey, we're sorry that you guys feel this way next. So that's kind of how I feel. I think that would make a huge difference for a lot of people. Shay, you want to go next? Yeah, I agree with that. I think just like, listen, hotel issues aside there were also organizational issues aside we see you we hear you we will fix them like that i think would go a long way because that i don't feel like has happened yet um and things i would like to see i think there needs to be more technological automation like utilize eventbrite i mean i can't tell you how great they are as like an event partner like there are lots of things there i would also suggest getting an app developed listen you don't have to do it every year you keep the same app and you update it you know what i mean that would be great and again, more communication. I think an app would help with that and more like succinct updates on the website, um, a more central nucleus of info. And for me, like the best parts were meeting Sophie Lark and um, I met Sophie Lark. I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> um, oh my God, we're like best friends now. I, <laughs> I love her so much. And you, I mean, meeting you guys in person and like, we had so much fun. Like, I mean, we did, we were laughing so loud. We got in trouble with the hotel when we got a noise complaint. I don't know if anyone knows that. Whatever. I was like, we just got up here. We were there for 20 minutes. We were laughing our asses off. It was two in the morning. That's fine. But I mean, that was so fun. Like meeting everyone and making the connections and 
meeting your book talk friends. I mean, it's so invaluable. I like, it was amazing. That was amazing. Oh, and the book haul was dope. I mean, I did buy a shit ton of books and the authors were wonderful. The authors who I got to see were amazing. Amazing. Um, so the positives, obviously these wonderful women who I'm speaking to this evening really kind of made my weekend, um, gaining these friendships. I, I just, it, it eclipsed anything bad, honestly, like I'll talk about the negatives, but I'll be like, you know what, this event brought us together at the end of the day. I really love some Buffalo cauliflower, which was provided by the hotel bar. It was so, so good. It was so good. good. You're making I me crave Buffalo cauliflower now. Like you've like, been, I've been I, watching your videos and you talking about, it. I'm like, I need to get a recipe. That's what it's about. But like between the amazing people that I met, I I've established some really great connections, especially people who are local, who I didn't know that were so close, Jessica being one of them, Alana being another, like, I just didn't know these people were so close to me. And a lot of my close friends because of COVID moved back home. So a lot of my core friends have left and I'm like, but now because of book talk, because of a polycon, they brought me these people. I will say also meeting these authors and hanging out with them, especially as I jokingly said in my in my video in the hotel bar, Renee, ex- experiencing the feeling that these authors who you put up on a pedestal are also like humans <laughs> and they like hang out with people too. I mean, also filming <laughs> Shay going to chat with <laughs> Sophie Lark four times before she actually went there was probably the one of the highlights of my weekend. <laughs> and then watching, watching Tatiana talk to... <laughs> talk to Tessa Bailey. Like I'm, t- I'm not exaggerating when I said my abs were sore by the end of the weekend. And then honestly, one of my favorite moments was probably the lunch that the four of us shared on Sunday at Chipotle when we needed some vegetables in our life. That was not cauliflower, just kind of being us and not being this event centric and just, just getting to know each other and, and talking about how next year, if we go, we definitely want deity tickets and we'll do an Airbnb. That was like my main positives. Like just the people, I think that's yeah. to sum it all up was really the people. Not allowing the event to determine the fun that you guys had. Exactly. But the, the event brought us together. Had. So I'm not going to poo poo yeah. the event that much because it really did bring us all together. All right, Jess, it's your turn. <laughs> It would definitely be communication as everyone else has said, like, and as I've said several times, I'm not on Facebook. So communication would be great for just like, like a newsletter, email me a newsletter. Like, yeah, but the best part was definitely interacting with these authors, seeing them in person. Like some of these authors I've been like DMing with for like a year now. And so like being able to be in the same place as them was like really, really magical. I mean, like, I've been talking to Scarlett St. Clair since I interviewed her and to be able to just like hug her and like have her like, like be able to have a conversation with her. That's not like, she said we were pretty. She said we were pretty. And like, that would, is definitely one of the highlights besides like meeting like three of my new best friends. I didn't get to see all my favorite authors, but that's fine. And I never really expected to. So like, do I wish some things would have been better? Yes. But like at the same time, 
I did get into the panels. I'm like, yeah, we were determined. Like, yeah, we were early in the signing system. We were like, we saw a lot of the screw ups and we were able to like make our own plan around that. And I like had fun that way. We had to work the system essentially. Yeah. Overall, four out of 10. Six. I'd give it a six. Six. I think the other thing are worth more than five. Okay. Right. That's my point. Right. Well, I'm just saying. Six out of ten, very little spice. Yeah. Um, Just no chili peppers. Chili peppers. Uh, Yeah. But definitely like more communication is definitely needed. Well, and I think the other thing too that kind of got frustrating as like us as content creators is like we had no time to make content. And so I feel like we kind of gypped ourselves on like taking photos, like making memories. Cause I took one selfie of all of us and like three pictures of me and Jess and I was there for four days. But yeah, overall positive, had a great time meeting people. I mean, yeah. And the authors were great. I would love to go back to see authors again. I really would, you know? I mean, we know Renee's going back, so we have to go back and see her. Yeah. And Stacy was so nice. Like, I mean, they were all really nice. Like everyone was really nice. We were all the nicest humans, genuine people. It's wonderful. Totally. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Kirsten, you're the best moderator. The best. Hopefully it wasn't too painful. I was going to say, Kirsten, you, you wrangled us in. We tried to wrangle ourselves. Oh, but nice. thank you. Yes. If you guys have questions or anything, I will put on the show notes everybody's Instagrams and TikToks if you do want to follow along and follow them. Okay, bye. Love you all. I love you guys. Love bye. you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Bookish Banter podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.